Hey, Moving Forward listeners, a quick disclaimer before you listen to this episode, which is part of the book writing miniseries that I recorded several years ago. The books I was a co-author on are no longer in print, and I have since permanently parted ways with my former co-author. As such, I have edited these episodes, removing as many mentions of the titles as possible. I'm also adding this disclaimer to minimize any confusion. The basic information contained within is still helpful, which is why I've decided to keep them on this podcast. I also encourage you to listen to episode 388 to learn more about the reasons behind my decision. Now that we've covered that, I hope you enjoy this series and find these episodes helpful. Thank you. Hey, John Lim here. We're moving forward with episode 249. Let's go ahead and jump right in. As we're in September, we're going to wrap up the book writing mini series. And so I'm going to be double dipping probably uh, for this episode and maybe the uh, upcoming ones as I did last week. So part one, let's talk and revisit uh, designing your cover for your book. And this is going to be key for both the ebook as well as the paperback. Now, Amazon's KDP platform has its own cover creator. You can use that. I've talked about that. You can use another platform such as Canva to design your own as well. And Canva has a lot of graphics and templates. And if you're releasing both a paperback and an e-version of your book, you're going to want to have two separate files. Uh, even if they're the same design, they're going to be slightly different. So for the ebook, it's just basically the front cover. And uh, you upload that as part of your Scrivener uh, file with the manuscript, and then I will talk about uh, exporting that in part two. But the paperback is a little bit more involved. So uh, as I mentioned, and I talked about dimensions uh, uh, on a prior episode, I'll have that linked in the write-up. So uh, one of the things that you're going to need to do is that once you have the manuscript, you're going to need to find out what the page count is. And so that's why it's important that you format it correctly, and then I recommend export it as a PDF fitted to whatever size you're going with. So for example, six by nine, and then you can get the correct page count. And then what you want to do is go to the KDP uh, cover design page. I'll have that linked in the write-up, put in the page number, and it'll give you, basically, it'll custom create a template with the uh, the measurements, the ruler, you'll see kind of the ruler guidelines for both the front, the back cover, as well as the spine. And that one is key because when you think about a book cover, it's not just a front cover and a back cover. It's all one gigantic piece. So the width of your book cover will be back, spine, front. The height of the book is always going to be the same. So for Example, a six by nine book is always going to be nine inches tall, but your your width is going to be six times two plus whatever the width of the spine is. And the spine will be dependent upon the page numbers. That's why it's important to have that accurate page number to get an accurate template. So save the template. And what I recommend, I'm going to give you kind of my uh, process for, for doing this on Canva. On Canva, you can create a custom template. So I recommend switch it to inches and then take the measurement of your KDP template and create a template that is the exact same size. Upload your KDP template. If you have it in PDF, you can export it as a graphic, upload it onto Canva, and then plop it right onto your template and make sure you stretch it out so that the edges and the corners are exactly matched. You can use a transparency feature, which I love, to make the KDP template a little bit transparent. And so you could use it as a guide for when you're putting your graphics and your text from your cover on. The reason why this is important is because 
uh, on Amazon, and I'm guessing with a lot of other platforms as well, you'll have some margins that you're going to want to keep your graphics and your text within. And that's what they call the bleed. Uh, and so you want to snap to those guidelines. And specifically for the back, there's actually a um, section where there's going to be a barcode implanted. So you want to make sure that you're designing around that and anything you're designing doesn't interfere where it, it you know doesn't get blocked out by the barcode. So it, it sounds more complicated than it is, but that's why it's important that you use the KDP template for your specific book. Okay, so basically you can uh, you have a lot of graphics, you have a lot of text. I'm not going to go through all the details of that. You can hire a graphic artist, you know, give them the template if it's easier. But Canva, I think, is really, really user-friendly. There is one more thing I'm going to point out about Canva. If you are putting on descriptive text, let's say on the back of the book, or maybe a list of early reviews or something like that, the one thing that Canva doesn't do currently is it doesn't justify text. It'll either be shift left or shift right. So I'll give you my hack for writing a book summary with justified text. So what you can do is you can download your back cover and you can basically create a similar template on Word. I used pages, upload the back cover, and then you can add the text. And Pages worked really well with this. I just added the text. I justified it. I exported that back cover versus PDF, converted it to PNG as a graphic file, and then added it back to Canva. I know it's a lot to, to kind of process, but I'll have all of this in the write-up. All right, part two, we're going to talk about file formats and proofs. So as I mentioned on a prior episode, it's a good idea, especially if you're using Scrivener, uh, but I think with any format, even if it's uh, if you're just doing this all in Word, save two versions of your your book, the ebook version and the paperback. Now the ebook version will be a little bit different. For Scrivener, you're going to want to upload your front cover that you've designed, and there's a place where Scrivener has that for you. And you're going to want to go ahead and export that. Now the format to publish your ebook is .mobi, and that's why I love Scrivener is that it is one of the uh, formats that you can export the file to. One really cool thing, and I absolutely love this, is that KDP has a piece of software you can download onto your computer. It's called the Kindle Previewer. Uh, I downloaded this and it opens up your Mobi file and you can actually see a simulated Kindle device on your computer. You can actually change to the different formats because there are different Kindle sizes and Kindle devices and see what the book will look like. I recommend go through your book page to page in the Kindle previewer to make sure it looks correct. For the paperback, I'm going to recommend you're going to want to export it as a PDF. You can do this on Scrivener, you can do this on Word. Upload the manuscript into your KDP account. If you design the cover separately on, say, Canva, upload the files for that. Uh, or, you, as I've mentioned, you can design it uh, in-house on uh, the KDP platform itself. So you'll have all the files together. I recommend open up the previewer and go through it cover to cover. And then uh, what you're going to want to do, you definitely, definitely want to do this, is order a proof copy of your paperback. That is huge. I recommend order one for yourself and your editor and go through the book because you're going to pick up things that you missed 
just by going through the electronic version. You're going to pick up typos. You're going to pick up grammar things. You're going to pick up uh, formatting quirks. So you're definitely going to want to do that because if you spend so much time on this book, just looking at your screen, you lose objectivity. So definitely order the proof copy. Spend some time, go through it, read through it if you can, cover to cover, and then uh, it's kind of your last minute proof check. All right, your homework for this week. I know many of you are not going to be at this stage for a long time, but if you are, start designing your cover, start getting your files ready, create your KDP account, get the Kindle preview or preview your Kindle version, order your paperback proof copies. There's so much to do. And then, uh, you know, just get ready. And we're going to talk about publication in the, in the next episode. All right. The write-up is at bemovingforward.com. Let's move on to part three. Uh, the Rosie Result by Graham Simpson. I give it three stars. It's the third book in the Rosie series, which started with the Rosie Project and the Rosie Effect. Spoilers, if you haven't read the first two, uh, don't listen to the rest of this if you're going to read those first two books. But... I think I've given enough of a spoiler space. Don and Rosie are now married. They have a son uh, named Hudson. They start out in New York, uh, which is where they were in the second book, and they end up having to move to Australia uh, just to uh, kind of you know make their ends meet. And Don takes on a um, pers- professorship role and ends up having to step down and take a sabbatical because of a uh, snafu during a lecture. So he ends up starting a bar which is a carryover plot line from the prior books while Rosie is focusing on her career. And so Don kind of becomes the stay-at-home dad uh, to raise her son Hudson. I I thought, you know, it's a solid book. I give it a solid three stars. It's not as good as the first two. There's a lot of the kind of the misunderstanding, embarrassment humor that you see from the first two books. Uh, the, the Hudson character was so, so cool. I, I love to see the, this new character uh, developed really well. The, a lot of the focus is on him. My criticism of the book is that Rosie herself, who is the title character, I felt like gets the short shrift in this book. She's really relegated to as a side character. I would have liked to have seen more focus on her. The book primarily focuses on Don's relationship with Hudson, and I just felt like we didn't get to see Rosie enough. And uh, I felt like also her her character, when we did see her, her character changed and wasn't quite the same Rosie that we saw, which is natural as it happens you know, when a person evolves, but I would have liked to have seen some of that that uh, adjustment uh, you know, from the rebellious Rosie we saw in the first book to the Rosie that we see now as a professional, as a mother, as a wife. All right. Otherwise, I, I do recommend it. If you're a fan of the first two books, you will enjoy this. I will be back next week. Have a great week. And remember, always be moving forward.